What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 135. And on tonight's episode, we start everything off with a special guest, Sean Fee from Wellsport, and he is the author of The Fine Line. Uh, we get into uh, his business at Wellsport and also talk a lot about um, his experience with sports psychology and uh, self-help and all that uh, stuff that's so important in this world today, especially during the times that we're going through right now. Um, so we get into his career and, and everything he's got going on, some great stuff there. So um, if you're in the need for any of that, uh, this is a must listen. Um, after that, we get into some normal topics. We talk about the Browns and uh, we uh, rib Jordan a little bit for the Browns beating the Texans this past weekend. And uh, we also do a quick preview of the Philadelphia Eagles game coming up this Sunday at Brown Stadium. Um, after that, we talk uh, NBA draft. So we go through some notable NBA draft busts of recent times and historical times in the NBA and also give our thoughts on who we think the Browns could and should draft um, in this year's draft, which may have already happened if you're listening to this, so uh, spoiler. But uh, uh, that pretty much does it for this week, but uh, we get everything started with the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Howdy, folks. That was crazy in sync. <laughs> Look at Spot that. on. Look at that. It's a good, it's a good omen. It's going to be May. It's, it's going to be a good episode. I said in sync, so I had to say I don't, I don't know why I sound like an alien. I have no idea. I've already had <coughs> a few beers. All right. So. <clears throat> so we are sipping on some holiday cheer today, folks. Uh, we have a beer I don't believe we've featured on the podcast before. Which I, I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. but I don't think we have. Could maybe be not. It's one of the few Christmas sales we probably haven't featured, local ones, that is. This is Three Hoes from Saucy Brewer. How would you say that in Spanish? Uh, Tres. Well, if we're going to be like funny about it, I'm sure there's a lot of words. <laughs> but if we're going to just be like the ho-ho-ho Christmas, you could just say Tres Hoes. Tres Hoes. Yeah. It's a double entendre. Yeah. Clever. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. We're getting um, into Christmas sales now. Let me take a sip. Mm. Okay. That's a lot of flavor, spice. We're going to yeah. have to process this one for a few minutes. <laughs> While we're doing that, let me let me just Okay, first of all, it's described as an amber ale with spices. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh 7.5%. Yep. Um where is the description? Wow. I am not ready. Oh, there is no description on the can. Um well yeah, so it's an amber ale with spices. I wonder what that how that compares to like Great Lakes Christmas sale. Uh, so immediately, it's not. There's no like like Great Lakes has like that bite yeah. to it. Well, it's that, and I think it's that like honey that they have. Yeah, in this is more like. Uh, I mean, it's an amber ale, but it's more like I don't know. It's more like they took. Oh, obviously, it's an amber ale that they put spice. It's an in. amber ale, but yeah. it tastes darker. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. Like it's it's, it's more of a full body. I think 
It has a little bit I don't, of. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, I was buying trying. it. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah, Go me too. on. I'm trying it. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> we, say, we say this every week, but every single time I try and uh, describe a beer, I think of John Paso, and then I immediately just think of myself as a moron. I mean, so we had a so if you if you haven't listened to that episode, we had a professional brewer on about a month ago now, maybe yeah. six weeks, and uh, the way he was describing is he drank uh, our beer of the week was. Uh, it put us to shame. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I mean, he's an expert who knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, we don't talk about um, leather boots. and. It was really like cool, Ryan. though. It was really cool to hear him do that. And it's made us, I'll tell you this, it has made us conscious about notes. So, mm-hmm. which we can mm-hmm. go through yeah. when we go around. We can see what notes we might be tasting. I did find a description online, so I'm going to read it real fast. Okay, it's, okay this is interesting. So now, <laughs> online, they describe it as a red ale with Cleveland, quote-unquote, style well, spices. Yeah, Medium-bodied, yeah, I mean, soft malt backbone. And plenty of ABV to help with your holiday cheer. Uh, it's definitely malty. Yeah, I mean, am- amber and red ales. Yeah, they're going to always have that, you know, that deal going. Um, Are you on Beer Advocate? Is that where you were on? No, that was Saucy's website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So their website says red ale, but the can says amber ale. Interesting. So why don't we take a quick pause before we go around the room and introduce one of the people that we will be asking his opinion. Uh, special guest. We have a special <laughs> guest today. We have Sean Fee. That's uh, right. Sean, you are a friend of Jimmy's. Yeah, and to start off, I'll just say that Jimmy, I'm sure this is going to make all you guys very uncomfortable, me giving him a compliment, but I, he was, I uh, he interned. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, that scared the heck out of me just now. But, yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, when he asked me to, you know, be a part of this, I was super excited. I knew... Yeah. Uh, he kept good company, so I appreciate you guys having me on. Great, awesome, and we have we have a lot more. We'll get to him in in a few minutes. We have a lot of questions. Um, very excited to hear more about your your company, your sure. book that you've written. So sure. yeah, we'll get to that. Um, in the meantime, though, why don't we have you go first? What do you think about three hoes? <laughs> oh my god this is again, uh, again lots of meanings yeah, there. i told my mom to listen yeah. to this but now you thanks know. saucy yeah. for, that, for that naming of that beer yeah. no i think it's it's different than a lot of the christmas sales i've had i mean yeah you guys like know a lot of the verbiage and words that i'm We're not learning. sure how yeah We're you're learning, learning. <laughs> um but yeah no i i kind of like it i think i could have one or two of these. I don't know if I would have yeah, a six pack of them. Careful. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the case for almost any Uber Christmas ale. Point, yeah. But even if we're just talking about the flavor and not even the alcohol, I think I would have one or two of these. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I agree. It's, it's, I wouldn't do much more than two. Yeah. It's very strong. Like, when they say spices, it's, you can taste the nutmeg, I think, cinnamon, nutmeg, probably. Uh, I'm getting a lot of honey. You see, I wasn't really feeling the honey, but but I can't. I'm not. That's probably in there. Yeah, I yeah. just I can't. I'm getting a lot of honey. You know what it tastes like? You know the um. You see, like uh, they drop like the giant like spice bundle that they wrap in like cheesecloth mm-hmm. or something. Yep. They drop it in like a mold wine. It oh, just yeah. tastes like they just threw a gigantic one of those things, <laughs> and it, it's just. I don't really even get the beer. I just so, get nothing but the spices. So before, Someone but is, also so, meant, they uh, apparently has ginger in it too. I feel like that mm. might be what the spices back here when we're swallowing. Like that's that's got that. <laughs> why, why just, can't I can't ever use that word without dance? Well, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was for those uh, listening at home who can't 
Well, I was pointing can't, out where it's spicy. You can't see it. The way Jordan was like, yeah, okay, I'm not even going <laughs> to repeat what he said. do this. <laughs> no, um, but so what I wanted to ask Ryan was when we went through fall every week, it didn't matter which kind of Oktoberfest pumpkin beer we brought in, he was like, it's just not my jam. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never actually heard your opinion on Christmas ales and if you like them or not. It's not terribly <laughs> unrelated to fall okay. beers. Okay. It's, I would say, a little bit better because I do like some of the... Because it's Christmas. Yeah, more nostalgia. I do think that the Great Lakes Christmas sale is There's... criminally overrated. I think it's it's a very yes. average at best uh, I would, I so... would. I think it varies. So I was at a bachelor party this weekend, and we can talk about that if we want, but I had a few Christmas sales, and it's part of the reason why I slept for two hours <laughs> on Friday night. Um, and yeah, I agree. Uh, Christmas sale, the difference between Christmas sale buying it as six-pack at Giant Eagle as opposed to going to Great Lakes and the getting first it off pour. the tap yeah. on first pour. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's probably a mindset thing. There's Could probably be. really no difference. Just like to me, like if you're able to get Ooh. a Great Lakes on tap at – or get a Christmas sale on tap at Great Lakes, it's like – for that particular beer, it's a game changer. I think there's something cool, too, when you're doing a Christmas party or a Thanksgiving thing. Sure. And you see a friend or a family member show up with a six-pack of Great Lakes Christmas sales. Well, just, that's just right. a tradition in Cleveland. Well, you know? especially it's, like, it's like, so like, well like, Christmas, like Christmas time, a lot of people from out of town come in. Right. What's Like people from out of town, what do they first think of when they think of Cleveland beer? They think of Great Lakes. And if it's yeah. Christmas time, like, oh, you got any Christmas sale? Right. Like, well, yeah, I have right. like 19 different kinds. And it's iconic in the Midwest, I would say. Like, it's probably even known outside of the Midwest at this point. Yeah, I went to West Virginia for college, and, oh, I mean, we had them everywhere out there, random gas stations yeah. that would have them there. So. Great Lakes was down there? Yeah. yeah. My, yep. my uncle yep. my uncle uh, owns a bar in uh, uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. Shout out Johnny Malloy's Bonita Springs. And uh, they carry Great Lakes down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has Christmas yeah. ale, but. I got to say, sipping this more, I really pronounced notes of cinnamon and ginger that ginger is really yeah, sticking out i agree that's probably the most ginger i've ever felt in a beer like or tasted i mean in a beer like uh, it's uh, uh, very unless you're drinking ginger beer oh yeah. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> that's a whole bit <laughs> moscow mule shout out Ooh, i do We're like a moscow, moscow mule, mule i do have yeah 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 i might have to come back get some tito's that's right yeah i'm reading the notes online on beer advocate they're saying there's also cherry I don't know if I... I don't taste cherry. I don't taste cherry. I do... Cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, ginger, 100%. All yeah. those. Especially I'm sure John Paso would taste cherry. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess caramel... To I guess, I guess caramel... I can kind of get a caramel vibe out of this a little bit. But... Yeah, again, yeah. I think it's like... It's just like... It's, it's like... Like, you think of caramel. Like, caramel is like that. Yeah. Again, this is three hoes and swallowing and wow. it's it's, it's thick and creamy like caramel like I don't we didn't have to mention three hoes I, for I did I, I'm sorry I okay again, uh. again, again I had a, a couple, transition again I had a I had a I had a couple IPAs before you guys got here so. I, okay <clears throat> all right Sean yeah we always hey. do would you would you buy it again well rate it out of 10 and okay. then would you buy it again I would give it a 6.8 out of 10. Is that, is, is that a decent score? Um, 
He's I'd, either listened to us or he's watched Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews. I was literally comparing. Well, you guys too. Okay. But I, I was channeling my inner Portnoy with there that review. Go. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you guys too as well. But I don't, I don't think I would order this again. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. ju- there's just too many flavors, kind of. It's mm-hmm. a little too impactful in that way for yeah. some reason, I think. But if someone gave it to me, I'd be happy to drink it. But I don't think sure. I'd go to the bar and order it. Yeah, I uh, I'll go next. We just go around the circle, that the circle that nobody can see. Um, <laughs> Proverbial. Circle. I I'm torn on this. I feel like it's too spicy, which is never a thing that I'm all about really? when it comes to drinks. When it comes to drinks, like food, of course, I like my flavorings. Wow. But yeah, it's a little the ginger's. We're getting like, the ginger's. Me and you are getting me. different notes, man. Because yeah, I don't. I, uh, well, go ahead, finish. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go. Whew, I'm gonna go six point five, and that sounds a lot worse than it is. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's just, it's just that score. I would treat this as like. Have you ever had like those, those like Christmas wines or something around you know, the holiday? Wine, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not something you're gonna pound. You know, you're not right. gonna have like four of those. Like you're there gonna have go like again with those words. <laughs> <laughs> Pounding beers. You are so immature, um, <laughs> or at least I am. So I, I probably wouldn't get it again. Although this is such a strange thought, but if I had steak and I was making steak, I feel like this would mm. pair well with steak. I don't know why. I just feel like that would be good. But I would treat this more of like a glass of wine. Is how I would treat. Okay, this, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, I, I'm you, not. You far lost off with me. You, there. you lost me with the steak thing, but the the yeah, wine. The steak I said it was going to be weird. Yeah, no, I, I I sort of get the spirit of what you're. Yeah, the steak. I, I I get the wine with steak. Mm-hmm. I get that. I. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Whatever. I mean. So um, where you Dan. Yeah, I I enjoy this a lot actually. I don't get the spiciness note that you get. Hmm. Okay. Um, I actually think this is very smooth compared to something that's got a little bit more bite and a little bit more spice, like a like a Great Lakes Christmas sale has. Um, it's not my favorite Christmas sale, um, as we've done on the show before that you can go back and listen to. My favorite Christmas sale always has been, and until proven otherwise, will be. Uh, 12 Dogs of Christmas by Same here, dog. dude. You know it's that, right? That's my you know that. Those. Yeah, those are yeah. absolutely my favorite. Me and Dan, that's our favorites, um, yeah. But this is this is up there, man. I, you know, I I uh, I like pretty much everything Saucy does from a beer standpoint. Um, there's very few of their beers that I just flat out don't like, and it's mainly because I don't like the style rather than just their take on the style. Um, I'm going to go 7.4 on this, and I absolutely will – buy this again um wow this will probably be a high score this will probably be a buy and taking it to like a family thanksgiving and then christmas party or something fewer than six people correct Sorry, we don't, we don't need to go there. We need to go there. And make sure you leave by ten. You got you to get home. You got got to get home by ten. So get home by ten. I thought we weren't getting political. Uh, with this. I'm sorry. I saw that. I had a shot. and I had to take it. No comment. No comment. Right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good uh, yeah. stuff. You're taking so, down our scores, I assume, right? Yeah, I'm bringing. Oh yeah, I got yeah. you. Um, uh, yeah, this is. I I'm a big saucy guy. Um, I'm similar to Dan in that. If I ever dislike something that they make, it's not because the quality of their take on it is bad. It's just yeah. simply that it's just a miss on the style. Like I'm not a Kolsch yeah, guy, regardless who makes it. I don't right. like their Kolsch, the habitual. Yeah, it's not a bad beer in terms of the quality. It's just I don't want to order a Kolsch. They've invested so uh, 
So, you know, a little peel back of the curtain. I'm I know somebody that is high up with Saucy, so I've gotten like a tour of like their brewing facility. So That's their cool. brewing facility is like like next to none. Like next to nobody. Like it's it's like their their brewery system comes like from Germany. Didn't they also Fully buy, automated, like, didn't they also buy the boxing place next to them and now they're expanding or something? Or that's supposedly that yes. Well, I, I don't know what happened with the pan, like if that changed with <clears> the oh, pandemic. Right, 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 right. But uh they just opened their tap house in Columbus and they're building a brewery facility in Independence right next to Top Golf. So um they're expanding quickly. Awesome. And they're still a relatively new brewery. So um yeah, I uh Lost your train of thought? Yeah, uh, completely. <laughs> I'm like a noodle right now. Well, hey, hey, well, I'll tell you, while you think about it, I'll I'm tell you. I'm completely a noodle. I'll go ahead. I'll get, I'm going to give it like a 6-1. Again, it's oh, not. Okay. Uh, oh, I thought I was being rough. I thought I was being rough. I'm always the Russian judge. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's again, it's it's not terrible. <laughs> um, probably too much of like the, the overly spiced. Um, See, again, yes. this is why. like again, I'm at, too. Again, it's yeah, not like. So you guys get the spice. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. It, Jimmy, uh, you're not mic'd up, but real quick, <laughs> if you want to jump on the mic real quick, what are your thoughts? Sorry. I, he doesn't yeah, want to yeah. do this. But. Yeah. Um, man. Am I giving a score? Am you I you brought it. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to give a score. You have to give a score, yeah. Mm. Get that six-inch distance. 7.8. Wow. Oh, he's higher than everybody. He likes it. Yeah. Wow. Big fan hey. of Christmas sales. Um, <laughs> I don't taste the spiciness, though. See, I agree you. I agree. I think Not it's much. smooth. Granted, it could be for a reason, but we'll... Yeah. Uh, Did you lose your, how's your wait, smell? Wait, wait, Did you lose your taste and smell there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're all the way back now. You're immune. <laughs> yeah. You're immune. 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 And then I know you're, you're no longer mic'd up again. Give me a not, buy it again. Would you get it again? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, sure. he, he said, yeah. Right. Would so you get it again? Did I you would, say? I would not. Not. Okay. I would not. Um, but again, shout out no, Saucy. Yeah, hey, no, if you no, want to no, sponsor no. our beer of the week segment, uh, <laughs> we did say we love most of your beers. Oh, so. gosh. Almost. Yeah, almost everything. Hey, Dang. if anybody wants to sponsor hey. us, we hey. might suddenly be huge fans <laughs> of that brewery. Hey. I don't know. Hey, I tell you what. Dank the Tank. That's great. That's oh, a hell of yeah. a beer they put yeah. out. Oh, no. Saucy's got great beer. I, I think there was only one time that I had a beer that I straight up hated, and it was a sour. It's just because I don't like oh, sours. See, that's right. where you're wrong. But it was probably a good... No, no, no. no. Like, Ryan probably would have been like, yeah. this is a top-tier sour. Exactly. I have no idea. But I love big it. into the sour. So are you a sour beer fan by any chance? Or have you I, had much of that? Yeah. I actually, originally, I was, like, shocked the first time I had one. I was like, what is this? It's and then not, I kind of yeah. eased into them, and I'm starting to like them more than I used to, for sure. I'll tell you what. They really don't taste like beer though no <laughs> I, I don't even really consider it a, like, it's almost I like a cider yeah, yeah it, is, it is, yeah. it's almost like a cider yeah. spot and it on. depends and this it's a rabbit hole but and it depends on what style you get because sometimes right, they're right. just like artificially like soured and and, and sweetened and flavored and all mm. that and sometimes or, or you you'll have those wild fermentation or you'll have those process. weird ones that that funkin ship has where it tastes like something in between cider and wine like I, I'm just like, what is this? And it's, it's good. Well, yeah. like, those I like. Those yeah. are the ones I like. That's what's so cool about Funkin' Ship and other places like it. They do all kinds of ridiculous. They use like Chardonnay barrels or yeah. all kinds of different wine barrels and all kinds of yeah. different bourbon barrels. Saucy's gotten into that too. Yeah, the the aging process is crazy. I, um, uh, Funkin' Ship here in Cleveland and another my, one of my personal favorites down in Asheville, North Carolina, Wicked Weed 
has their mm. own sour location. Yeah. Um, Funkatorium. I've probably talked about yes, them on here in the have, past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same same exact jam. Funkatorium. That's a fun thing. That's that's probably where. So a couple weeks so back we did like favorite. Do they all have all to time. start with funk? Is that usually? Like... <laughs> I mean, that's, that seems to be like the clever, like thing. But yeah, um, yeah I, all the you're right. It, it's very reminiscent now, of like wine and champagne. Funky. Oh. Okay. All right. That was a lot of beer talk. That's uh, beer of the week. <laughs> all right. Sean is fully indoctrinated. I love it. That was, that was good. That was, that, was a good, that was a good beer, Jimmy. Good good selection. <laughs> yeah. To, hey, thanks, that, that Jim. Got a lot thanks, of dis- Jim. Got a lot of discussions going. <laughs> all right. So let's focus on our guest of honor, Sean right. Fee. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, we're happy to have you here. You kidding me? I'm, um, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Man. Yeah, for sure. You guys sure. are awesome. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, one of the <laughs> things... Um, and thanks to Jimmy for getting this set up, of course. It's one of the things. To... <laughs> <laughs> I wish we didn't have to block out the first part of that. Um, That's the last part. Our la- yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things we wanted to do when we originally founded the podcast was emphasize on local business and local people who are making a difference and sure. stuff like that. So this is exciting. We got a little bit of both. So. Uh, let's start, if you could just do uh, a general introduction. Sure. So to yeah. give you something to bounce off that and kind of organize your thoughts, let's start off with your ties to Cleveland. Where did you grow up and where did you go to school? We'll start with that. All right, cool. And then I want you to introduce your stuff that you do. Yeah, no, I'll start with that. Um, so I grew up uh, in Menor on the east side. Uh, okay. I've been going to Cleveland Browns games, uh, sitting in the dog pound since I was probably... 10 years old, uh, and th- that's right, <laughs> and <laughs> in, the, in, in the dog pound at 10 years old, you learn a lot of words oh, that, yeah. uh, you know, you haven't previously heard before, but, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right, I love it, uh, so yeah, I mean, born and raised in Cleveland, and then uh, I went to Lake Catholic High School on the east side, and then I went to West Virginia for college. Oh, like University of West Virginia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? I wrestled wow. there for a bit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I wrestled That's there so for a cool. bit. go there. So I was there from 2012 <sighs> to 2016. And wow. I mean, the best experience you could that's ever like, ask for. That's a really that's a really big school. Yeah, wow. yeah. it's great. And oh. I'll say this. So uh, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been 20. Oh, boy. It might have been 2011. So it might have been before you got there. I'm okay. a lot older than you. So. <clears throat> but I went to a BG West Virginia football game there. Oh. I was able to tailgate at oh, West yeah. Virginia. Holy I crap. Heard the, I heard that it's a great. Oh, um, it's great. And oh, my gosh. Me yeah. coming in like a Cleveland Browns tailgater, you know, I, I, I was a little skeptical because I heard how great the tailgates were in Morgantown. After the first one, I was like, "All right, these guys can hang. Like, it, it's oh, legit. Yeah. It's it's so much fun. Game day there is is something I have, special." I had a friend I interned with, and we it's like one of those you kept up. With yeah, West Virginia since right. interning. Yeah. She uh, she went to West Virginia. Yeah, and uh, I'm a Longhorns fan, so every time we play, oh, like it's horns like a down. Big, yeah, yeah, horns yeah. down. <laughs> show, show yeah, come on. I, I would. I won't. Like, You're I'll back. Go, I'll go like. I'll go like. Months without talking to her. Yeah, I'll yeah, just right. get like the little, yeah, I'll get like course. some like picture of horns down. Yeah, of course, you and I'm like, oh, hey, summer, though. how's it? Because you know it's like game day or whatever. Yeah, but you got And she year. she always told us how awesome like the the parties and like the uh, tailgating was. So yeah, that's cool. Nice Sorry, level. I totally yeah, no, no, no. I'll I mean I could talk about Morgantown um, all day. But cool. yeah, the, then okay. eventually I just I came back home. I always knew I wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
got some jobs here and now here we are. So cool. Well, let's just jump right in. So like I already said, you're already a published author um, and you founded a company, correct? Yeah. Yeah, So uh, I guess I'll I'll start with the book. Yeah. And uh, so I get asked all the time, uh, how long did it take me to write the book? Uh, What made me write the book? And it all started with me just writing. I like to write on my own. It kind of yeah. helps helps me clear my thoughts. Um, it's it's something that just makes me feel better. And I think we all need to kind of have these outlets where we can yeah. find ways to make ourselves feel better. And afterwards, you can think more clearly. That's what it is for me. Um, so when I was going through rough times in my life, I would resort to writing or even good sure. times where you know, I would go for a run and I would come back and I would feel really good and I would have these thoughts. And I'm over time, I accumulated this, I wouldn't call it a book, but it was just, you know, pages and pages and pages of writing. And I never had the intention to share it out until about halfway through. And then I just started thinking to myself, I know that there are so many people that could benefit from some of the thoughts that I'm having. And they're not all good, you know, I try to be positive. I think that's a big kind of mantra for me. But it's a lot of real stuff, too, that, you know, it's not always good. And you got to find ways to, to make things good again. Yeah. Um, so what's the name of the book before you go? The book is called The Fine Line. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, Ten bucks. There's mm-hmm. also an audio book, too. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah, those are both on Amazon. Did you read it? I read it. And I was just telling Jimmy beforehand I can't stand listening to my own voice, <laughs> and I spent, I mean, hours upon oh, hours yeah, it upon had to have been. hours. It had to have been. I mean, a car drives down the street, honks their horn, I got to restart it, yeah, and re-edit yeah. it, and, but I learned so much uh, uh, from that. So Awesome. So yeah, the the book, and- So how would you describe it? Like, you, So would you describe it as self-help, or would you describe it as more like a biography, or like, what are we- I would describe it as self-help. For sure, yeah. because okay. it's even though it is just coming from my perspective and things I've learned in my life, it's really about w- things I t- took from my life that other people could benefit from. Um, it is some stories about what made me think how I think today, mm-hmm. but it's mainly about just helping others. And whatever I thought someone could benefit from, I would write down. So Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you kind of already explained explain what inspired the book so sure. that was one of my next questions so we don't really have to do that yeah let's do this so like what how, i just just out of curiosity how was the process of publishing did you self-publish did you go through a, a publisher or yeah how did so that work? so i self-published and if it wasn't for amazon i would not have been able to do it i mean even just a few years ago you had to go through a publisher and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars buying your own books hoping you could sell them. I mean, at the time, I was 23 years old with not much in the bank account. What Amazon does is you publish the book through there, and then they print them as they're bought. So oh, you don't have to stock up it. and, okay. you know, go all in. So, yeah, I well, self-published through that. No, it, it really wasn't. I, it's not like I had to, like, go for broke and, you yeah, know, put yeah. everything in there. It's just something I enjoyed doing, so. Cool. Well, well, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. You know, do you plan to do more books in the future? I get asked that a lot, and I right now my answer is no. Um, mm-hmm. I think that could definitely change. Sure. Um, right now, I'm really focused on uh, posting like short, quick videos that in the past would have been chapters in my book. 
but now to promote my business, I'm trying to just make it all social media, you know, quick two minute cuts. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue to what else we want to talk about. Sure. Uh, Wellsport, yep. correct? Yep. Is it Wellsport CLE or is it Wellsport? So it's it's Wellsport, okay. but the the URL was mistaken, so I had to add a few letters to it. All right. So um, Wellsport. So yeah. what is Wellsport? So my eventual right now I'm in school. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, to get my master's degree uh, from the University of Missouri. Uh, oh. Yeah, but it's all online. So yeah, I'm yeah, home, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but my purpose in life, I believe, is to, like I said earlier, use my experiences to help others. And sometimes I feel like athletes can feel too, like if they go talk to someone, they don't feel tough. Or mm-hmm. they, they they will be looked down upon um, by admitting that they might have some performance anxiety or they're burnt out or they're getting, you know, their their parents are pressuring them or their coaches are pressuring them or they're not getting along with their teammates or think all those things can just have such a huge effect on not only how the person performs, but who they are as a person outside of sport. So kind of like real quick, if I could yeah, of jump course, in real of course. quick, yeah, always kind of like that macho mentality, like, you exactly. know, and I, and I get it. Like you would know, I, I was never yeah, a collegiate sure. athlete, but you would know, like when you get to that level, I can mm-hmm. only imagine how tough and how like gritty it can be and yeah. how tough, you know, there's a point where you just have to be like, all right, I'm going to have to get through this. Yeah. But, but I see what you're saying. So you're saying that there's a problem within a lot of athletes mentality where they think, okay, obviously you have to be tough. Obviously you have to push through, but yep. sometimes you do maybe just need help or you might just sure. need to express frustration or emotions or something. Correct. Maybe. Yeah. Is that what you're, is that what that you're is exactly at? what I'm talking about. And like I, in college I had a, there was a sports psychologist on staff. Um, but it was not, ne- I didn't know one person that went to go see him and, I just want it to become, which it is, mental health is becoming like way more in the forefront of everything. Um, but with athletes, I'm, I feel like it's we're still lagging behind it's because of that. It's, it's a, a stigma. stigma. That's the word I'm looking for. Exactly right. So I want to change that. And one way I think I can do that is by using my young age to relate to these kids. Because mm-hmm. like when I was in college our sports psychologist was, you know, he was an older man and I'm just like, I don't, what are, what he might help me with like some breathing exercises or something that might Mm -hmm. benefit me. But if I want to talk to this guy about some real life stuff that a 20 year old is going through, you know, I just couldn't. Also in your, in your generation too. Correct. Exactly right. So I want to be that for this generation coming up. Great. Yeah. All right. So well, sport is like, it's uh it's kind of self-help as well totally you know, to bounce off your book so but yep. it's it's like more of a a lifestyle maybe training or yeah or like, so, so what, let's let's do that like what do yeah you do, like, sure sure so well sports specifically will be i'm working with kids mm-hmm. um and i guess it's under counseling i have to be careful with the words i use sure, because i'm not sure. technically a licensed psychologist or anything yet because mm-hmm. i'm still in school i have to get licensing mm-hmm. um is that what but, you're real quick sorry to interrupt yeah, again no, but is that what you're always, going for uh yeah so my master's degree is um in counseling um oh, so with an emphasis in uh 
positive coaching and athletic leadership. Oh, so, so you're getting, so you're getting formally trained in, in this. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, I believe that a lot of it is just being able to connect with people. And, sure. But you also have to know what you're talking about, too, because when people are paying money, you know, to sit with someone for an hour, they need to know what the heck they're talking about. And they need to be able to answer the reasons why. And that's basically what my schooling has been. I've always been able to connect with people, but now I'm learning the why behind the reason, you know? Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And again, that's something that I don't necessarily understand, but I can only imagine how many athletes go through this. Yeah. And you as a Cleveland fan, I'm sure you're familiar with Kevin Love and oh, his instances he's had and, and how much of an advocate him, yeah. uh, Dak Prescott, and some other major athletes have been in recent years. Because, totally. yeah, and um, I, I think only until recently have we even thought about how mm-hmm. athletes, whether they're high school, collegiate, or professional, are going through probably the same, if not their own unique mental illnesses or, or yeah. not if not if not an illness a struggle sure. that every other people go through right it, exactly and i right. think a lot of times you might see behaviors on the field or off the field and be like oh look at this clown or look at this goof or whatever but maybe it's deeper than that you know or yeah. maybe it's in ca- case of kevin love is a guy who never has had a track record of being a problematic uh athlete or a person right and he's suffering so bad that he almost melted on the court essentially like you know and so yeah so that's a fascinating i normally i study a lot more before i do an interview but i only just got some of the basics yeah no while you're coming because i wanted you to be able to explain it i like that it's less structured it's good (laughs) it's casual i'm i used to be a journalist that's okay that's where i got my degree and so i always learn some of the best ways to do an interview is to not over study because then you're just directing interview the way you want it to go so that's what that's i what prefer I being on the do. on the other end of it that's what i prefer yeah. I when hoping, things are too structured yeah. and it's just question after question and it's like uh yeah. it just doesn't feel it breaks it up you know so well, you're sure. doing a good job well, that's <laughs> yeah. i appreciate that it yeah. feels more like a job interview than like, right. a, like a yeah because you don't because like, i don't want it to be like that you right know what I'm yeah. yeah no it's good beers so, in front of us helps too yeah, 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 it's never, good never about that but you seem to have a passion for this as well so not only do you have you know uh, the, the skills and the drive to to start, write a book and, and start a business or, or a, how would you describe business or, or yeah. organization? or how Yeah, would, I would say you could call it a business. business yeah. yeah, sure. But you're also, you have a passion for this as well. So, yeah. uh, and you seem like a self-starter. Why do you think this is? Why do you think you, 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 whether you know it or not, you seem like a self-starter. So why is that? To be incredibly cliche with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I think I owe so much of it to sports. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's it is. I learned. I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, I weighed 90 pounds, and I had to wrestle kids that were, you know, 20 pounds heavier than me. Sure. Things like that. I always kind of believe that you have to, if you you have to put in the work, but once you put in the work, that eventually things will turn out um but you have to have vision and that's probably the most important thing for me um being a self like starting this up is incredibly scary i mean i'm taking a huge leap in my life right now but every day i have doubts but at the end of the day i always feel energized and comfortable with my decisions because i trust my vision and i trust that if i put in the work that things will eventually pay off so even though it's scary, 
to be a self-starter in so many senses, it also, there's no other way I know. Because even from a young age, that's, I was, I was tested constantly through sport in that same exact sense. So it's all on you, especially wrestling. It's literally all on you. Wrestling is very, it's very individualized. And I love that. That's my favorite thing about the sport. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that I wrestled yet. You did. Uh, So, oh yeah, okay. uh, Oh yeah, West West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, 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 okay. Okay, so yeah, it's all on you. You win, Mm -hmm. great. You lose, okay, you got to get better. Mm -hmm. So I kind of take that attitude into what I'm doing now, for sure. Do you have, and sorry, I see Ryan has a question. I'm going to ask one more real quick just because I'm curious because I don't know much about wrestling. Is there like yeah, a wrestler? No one does. No, <laughs> yeah, no. There... no one cares. One question, no, one question I did have. Um, oh. You're around his age. Do you know who Dominic Avenator is? Yeah, stud from uh, St. Ed's, right? He went That's to St. Ed's. Cousin. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kid was incredible. And all American he, at Michigan. All American. At, yep, that's right. Yeah. He was incredible. When yeah. Jimmy told you you were a wrestler and he told me your age, I'm like, man, yeah. that's right around. Yeah, no, he's a stud. He's a heck of, heck of a lot better than me. <laughs> that that guy's an, an animal, for sure. <laughs> tried to get so. into a fight with Logan Paul. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. from over here. That's Logan right. Paul's fighting everyone nowadays, yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> Ryan, you had a question. Well, I was just going to – it wasn't really so much of a question. It was just kind sure. of – pinballing off of what you're talking about i've i grew up uh playing all kinds of different sports as well and you know we we talk a ton of sports on this podcast and we'll we'll talk about over beers about you know this coach was a bomb and this guy's a jerk yeah. And yeah, sure. we'll armchair quarterback all day long but at the end of the day and unless you've been somebody who's been in that position you don't know like what it's like to to get your ass kicked and to to have those wins and losses and yeah. I think it's really important for people to learn how to lose, and I, I'd like that you mentioned that because at the end of the day, look at right. any successful, whether it be a business owner or athlete or whatever, the losses are off the charts. And I, again, it, it's horribly cliche, but you know, Michael Jordan talked about all the shots he missed, and yep. you know, you know, the Wayne the Wayne Gretzky quotes, and mm-hmm. the you know, pick yeah. a pick a Jeff Bezos or Zuckerberg or pick a business person. Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk is always talking about yep. how he screwed things up left and right, like things are going to flop and you're going to have screw ups and you're going to lose things. It, it, that's just a part of life. Like, you know, it, I think it's important. And so I think it's really cool that you're helping like another generation. Cause I feel like, and this is where I start to feel like I'm turning into an old man. I'm like, kids don't know how to lose these days. Like, <laughs> right, how, many, right. how many times you see people like they're getting, uh, they're losing in a video game online and they just shut off. Yeah. They restart or they're playing Madden on rookie mode. And if they lose yeah. in the Super Bowl, they, they turn it off and play it again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that stuff happens, and so like you're hopefully able to to reach out and say like you're gonna get your ass kicked, and that's okay. Yep. What are you gonna do about it? And so right. yeah, uh, I just yeah. I love the the message you got. It hit me hard. It's resonating. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, and it's so true that you do learn everything from your losses. I mean, almost nothing from your wins. On the flip side, one thing that a lot of kids today are struggling with, especially the kids that are really and I shouldn't say kids, all athletes. I'm just working with kids specifically right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. But how to celebrate their wins. So, especially I'm kind of going back to wrestling because I'm so involved in that right. <clears throat> so involved in that right now. But there's wrestling's such a hard sport and it's too long, you're constantly doing it, you're in this dark room, and then sometimes these kids win and like a huge match. And there's no joy in their face. And that kills me. You don't need to, I mean, I'm the most, like, so against showboating or anything. But you can tell when a kid genuinely doesn't even enjoy it anymore. You know, and that's because you know there's a parent that's in their ear. Hey, great job, but you should have done this, you know. So even the winners have so many 
the the ones you're not worried about are the ones you need to be worried about sometimes. You yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. so I had a, a similar background in, in a sense. I wasn't a counselor per se. I, mm-hmm. I worked in higher ed. So oh I historically I worked. I was my title was student success coach. It was like kind of like imagine crossing a traditional uh, high school guidance counselor with like more a little bit of like self-help like how I, do i get a I how, do, how do i use work study how do i get i have work study what does that even mean or uh, i'm looking to add a major or add a minor change major stuff like that yeah i love that i could through. see myself doing something like yeah, that. yeah and it, it was fantastic and frankly i i miss it and mm-hmm. it was similar things it's you can't take for granted the, the students that seem like they've got it all together sure. I, so this again slightly older perhaps i was working with college students but you know the ones that you would think you don't have to keep an eye on or check in with as much Oftentimes, those are the ones that that really, really, really do need it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you're right. You can just tell. Not that someone needs to like you know show about and strut around and throw you know throw throw themselves their own parade. Like mm-hmm. you can see when the joy is gone. You can see when right. the enthusiasm is not there. And the number of times I'd have students who are, oh, I'm a blank major because my dad said so, or my mom said exactly. I can't I can't do blank because I can't make money in it. Like how often do you hear people have majors that they hate yeah. uh, because quote unquote, the money's not there or dad said so or whatever. So I'm a good, uh, not to cut you off. I'm a good example of that in the, in the, uh, the bad way, like you were just saying, because I wanted to get my master's in what I'm getting my master's in now as a 27 year old when I was 20. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I told a bunch of people and they were like, sports psychology. Yeah. Why are you going to do that? Right. Why don't you do just calm and go into this broad thing and figure it out and i was like oh okay you know what i mean mm-hmm. and I, oh, I was absolutely. scared and i let other people deter me and look at me not <laughs> 27 going back to school you know yep. so i feel you it's important to trust your gut there for sure but see that's also a lesson learned though you did you're going back to school and yeah, like looking back you're like yeah it'd be cool if i didn't do this and i didn't have to go back to school yeah, again it's a lot but but isn't that yeah. also part of the, the lesson here though of course like you i don't want to say you failed but you made a decision you let other people influence you in a way that looking back you're like i shouldn't have done that totally but yep. you're coming back and you're going back to school so i don't know that, yeah. that's also something to, to take from that too. oh yeah it's to- totally part of the story you know yeah. hindsight's 2020 well, yeah for sure one of my and i'm sure you do this all the time one of my favorite things when i was working with students is to highlight my own flaws and my own screw up like there's nothing more uh, relatable than like dude i dropped the ball i'd have i'd have a 19 year old uh college student sit in my office about you know something about fail needing to switch a class because they're failing mm-hmm. and it's not just about the class because it's a gen ed and no one loves the gen eds but you got to do a deal with <laughs> it and then you start to peel back the layers and they're having roommate problems and their girlfriend from home uh wants to break up and this that and the other and then you get to the real root of like whatever's going on and you you find the humanity in those in those things and you don't just no one's going to want to put that out there because again everyone whether it's an athlete or just a, a regular person they're not going to put all their stuff out there on display because there's all this stigma so you've got to find a way to, to connect with people. And honestly, I talk about how I dated somebody in college for far too long. We couldn't stay together, but we couldn't stay away from each other and right. blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, maybe I wasted some time and it sucked, but it's also life lessons learned. Or I changed my major to be, I wanted, I was a math major for all of one quarter in college. And I, I started with five classes. I dropped two, I failed two. And I got an A in my, like my fluff, like yoga class or something. I don't know. And like, yeah. I'm like, Hey, guess what? Like, I'm your advisor. I've got F's on my record. Like stuff happens, dude. You're you're gonna be fine. Like it just you gotta figure out ways to connect with people and usually your own screw ups are part of that. I think that's the best way to do it. And that is literally my my voice when I'm speaking to these kids is I'm coming from 
someone who has dealt with all of these struggles that they are going through, oftentimes when people look for people for, you know, self-help type purposes, it's like I said earlier, an older person that is kind of, you felt, you feel talked down to. I want to talk to these kids and be like, Hey, no, I felt exactly this way. And a lot of the times it has nothing to do with sport. I truly believe that the best athletes, the ones that will have consistent success over a long period of time are the ones that are happy with who they are as human beings. Because, you know, when, when you're, you're off the mat, you're off the court, you're off the field, whatever it is, win or lose, you just need to feel good about yourself as a person. So I had a question Jim. for you, Sean. Yeah. Nice to see you. Good to see uh, you. Long time listener. Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, right. You and I both know your experience with social media. You yeah. pretty well adapt in it. Um, how detrimental or like what do you think the role of social media is, and especially you know, high schoolers, uh, oh, high school athletes' life and like do you have any tips on what they should do? How do they should approach it? Because, you know, you, you see these professional athletes with burner accounts and they're responding. Yeah. It's how toxic it can be. What would your advice be to, you know, these kids coming up? That's a great question. And I'm actually learning a lot about this in school right now, too. Um, so first thing I would say is some of the best advice my mom ever gave me was everything's good in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to just get a flip phone. It's not going to happen, especially a high school kid. Mm-hmm. You're going to be connected and you have to just be able to put it away sometimes. It's easier said than done, but it is absolutely having a negative effect on everyone. For me, ever since everything's been going on right now, I've cut back significantly. It's just too negative. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, a lot of people, kids, especially high school kids, are, they're doing nothing but scrolling through and seeing these negative things, and it cannot be good for their psyche. Um, on another level, I'm learning in school that – so one big thing that happens in sports psychology is the commitment to a state of flow, and if you get into that flow, you're going to compete your best. But if you're not figuring out – so whenever you have a thought that get, brings you anxiety, like, hey – I have a game this weekend and I'm freaking out. What are you going to do to distract yourself? You're going to pull your phone out and you're going to not think about it and you're not going to think about the issue at hand and you're going to scroll through whatever. It's so easy to distract ourselves because of electronics and technology. You never have time to deal with the issues that you need to be dealing with. And when it's going to show is game time. Mm -hmm. And it sounds silly to think that your phone can have this effect on you, but at least what I'm learning in school, like if I'm learning about this stuff in what I'm paying to go to school for, it has some weight behind it. Sure. And it's been super interesting to learn the, the effects it can, it can have on you. You have to take time, maybe even to be bored, but also take the time to think about the things that you might not want to think about because sooner or later that time's going to come where it's just, you know, you're out there competing and you're going to be worried about everything else going on in your life so you know and i think i think what you're talking about affects non-athletes too like even just absolutely like, like when i'm at work sometimes totally i don't post a ton but i'll be scrolling constantly any free second i have i'm like oh i gotta check it. like what yeah. are you doing you're at work like, yeah like right. there's, totally. there's so many things to do mm-hmm. if you don't have anything tangible to do at the moment you could plan ahead for the next week or there's Absolutely. always something to do yep. and it's it's really dumb and I, I i'm sure we've all a lot of us have probably seen that netflix or um 
social social dilemma yeah Yeah. yeah. which really made me think a lot and and since then i've tried like for instance if i go pick up chipotle or if i go pick up a mm. sub or something. I'll leave my phone in my car when That's I go in. The, because I was gonna give as you silly that as that sounds, yeah. as silly as that sounds, it's like you have to. You have ten minutes to order your sub or your burrito and just look at the world around you and yep. just maybe clear your head. You know, yeah. I. You know, you mentioned you like to write as a, one of those options. That's been a thing for me too in the past. I love nature as well, um, and there's just I just think well, yeah. maybe one thing we could all do as a society, as 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 people, is find those things that we can clear our heads with that aren't oh let me scroll on instagram oh let me scroll on twitter right. or, Facebook, or whatever it is that you're you know you know your vices that you're yeah. addicted to and it is an addiction i do oh, think it's, it's 100 we're all I, addicted I think to it it's I insane mean, how many least, people are addicted i know to i am it. and yeah. i'm trying to cut back yeah. but i'm still addicted for sure yeah. look at us right now half of us i'm like, on my you, phone you, right you, now like, as you two speak. are talking and yeah. me and ryan are scrolling on our i know yeah, i was on twitter i get it yeah yeah well you know that i i appreciate you bringing all this stuff up uh i didn't i wasn't expecting uh it to take this turn and i i like this it's very, i, I it's hope good. so yeah, sorry it's a good, no, yeah, no 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 it might get a little deep no what it i usually mean, does with me so. what i mean is i wasn't quite sure what the you know the focus sure. of the company because i didn't know until you were going to describe it and i cool. and i like it's been a great i don't know about you well, guys thanks. i mean it's been thank an you. awesome thanks. interview thanks so much first before we move on yep. is there anything else you want to talk about well sport or your book or anything else you want to plug because i yeah, don't want to plug everything plug your social media because i don't want to cut you, plug plug your your cut you okay. off just right. no no no, no, no cut me off for sure or else i'll, I'll ramble about <laughs> this stuff all day um but yeah you can follow me uh i think it's uh my instagram is well sport cle and my Facebook, I think, is also a Well Sports CLE. I don't even know. I just made these. <laughs> sure. sure. But yeah, follow me. I'll just be posting a ton of videos, uh, just like quick two minute clips of a lot of the stuff that you heard today, a lot of the stuff I'm learning from school, and a lot of the my past experiences that I think could benefit you. It's basically an extension of the fine line. So great. Thanks like, for letting like, me play. Oh, yeah, and, and, and like you, got, you guys kind of yeah. talked about, you don't have to be an athlete to for this stuff to benefit you. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah it's directed more towards athletes and like you said you're going to school for sports psychology but you know this is stuff that everybody deals with on a daily basis yeah yep absolutely well said and the book is the fine line, the fine line you can yep. find it on amazon correct awesome yeah, thanks great justin, by the way. thanks jimmy great. Thanks, the peanut man. gallery over there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right thanks. we'll wrap up your specific yep, interview thank you and we have more that we can ask you of course uh, and right, with the the other normal. topics we got but yep. some normal questions. i'm gonna wrap up yeah, I'm going to wrap up your interview with, we do like rapid fire questions based on right. Cleveland stuff. So right. we're going to start off. Favorite Cleveland restaurant? Uh, just in general? Yeah. Or, or read if you don't have one specific, like some local Cleveland places. I love going, this is kind of a funny answer, but I love going to High and Dry, the mini bowling place. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah, Tremont. It's probably, yeah. yeah sure. it's, I live in Tremont, so oh, I, right, I yeah. walk there and then... I, that's like I like to drink and do things, you know. So I love fun. going there. Hydra is fun, fun, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, this kind of overlaps. The bar. next two. Well, what are your, yeah, what are your favorite bar? bar what yeah. are your, uh, some, like, just name some of your other favorite spots in Tremont. Oh my gosh! So I'll just literally, really quickly tell you sure. what we do. Like almost, um, probably too much. But we'll start at Treehouse, and yeah. then we'll love walk Treehouse. to. Um, We'll walk to what's on the high and dry, mm-hmm. yep. and then we'll walk to uh, Edison's. 
Okay. And then yeah. we'll walk to Prosperity, and then I'm yep. basically home. I live by I Grumpy's. I love Prosperity. So that's just like... Oh, I live by Grumpy's. Okay, Yeah, cool. that's have just you, the crawl like every Have you weekend, done so. Prosperity's brunch? No, and everyone's like, that, how have you not done Prosperity's That's mainly when I, why I go to Prosperity. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love going there. So. Yeah. Great bar. Yeah. Uh, I love Tremont. Do you have a... It is. It's, it's wonderful it's, neighborhood. It's a fun place to live. Yeah. Do you have a specific brewery that you like? A Cleveland brewery? I lo- I really like Collision Bend. They have this uh, oh, yeah. blood choice. orange blood orange beer there that I yep. just re- it's so refreshing. I love that. Right, yeah. um, I especially like going there too. Uh, my favorite beer from a local brewery would probably be Bumbleberry from Fatheads. Oh, I yeah. love those. Yeah, no, I mean Another I'm I'm a big beer, I'm a big so. Fatheads guy. Yeah, that's yeah, actually my favorite brewery. Is it? Yeah, yeah I oh, love Bumbleberry. I used to so. live. Right up the street from the North Olmsted one. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. I would go there all the time. Oh, it's great. And I missed it. I I need to go back soon. Yeah. But um, okay, great, great. Yep. All right, I'm. I think I know the answer to this one. But favorite neighborhood? It is Tremont, but I, I spent a lot of time in Ohio City too, which is great. Yeah. But well, they're I, right next. And Detroit Shoreway. I don't know. I'm so. I was so yeah. involved in this whole. Yeah. I gotta go Tremont. I gotta go Tremont. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, if you could pick a date spot, it could be a couple different options, mm. or if there's like one spot that you could think of that's a great date spot. Hmm. I feel like Cleveland has a lot of decent little. We do. That's a great question. Um, it's hard because me and my fiance usually just do the the Tremont bar crawl. I just told you about basically. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to well, think of a good. In. Um, well, may, where did you meet her? Did you meet her in Cleveland or outside of Cleveland? Or? We met in we we met in college, so oh, outside so of Cleveland. That you probably did your date. Yeah. Well, your first you know dates. what? I'll go uh, Pier W in Lakewood. Is yeah, very, okay. Very, that's yeah. like a nice anniversary, kind of an under, yeah. like break in the bank type place. But for sure, it's it's a great view of the city. White table. That's in the Gold type. Coast or whatever. Yeah, yeah over yeah. there. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, of the Three major Cleveland sports. Which one's your favorite? Browns. Browns. Okay. Yeah, Browns. Yeah, that, that, big that dub this weekend. <laughs> That's right. Big one. Oh yeah. Uh, and is there a local business that you like, like in Cleveland? Um, so not necessarily a restaurant or a bar, but like yeah. just like a local business. Oh man. I love. I mean, I I wear a lot of the Cleveland Clothing Company. I mean, yeah. that's basically half of my wardrobe. Perfect. So I, I probably sure. just go with them. Nothing wrong with which that. Which a lot of people probably say that they're great. Absolutely. Yep. Um. Great. Well, that's all the official questions we have. So now we'll just incorporate fun. you in the rest of the episode that we're going to be. Sounds great. Doing. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll have Dan take it from here. What's that? I'll have you take it from here. Is did you want to? <laughs> no, where no, I, where are we going? Oh, uh, well, why don't we we could jump into the NBA talk if you wanted to do you that, do... or we could get the NFL stuff out of the way, and you guys can. <laughs> do you want to get, get your, it out of the way? You can get your jokes, and Brian can tell me what beer he wants to buy. <laughs> well, him, I mean, uh, there was a big game this weekend. Uh, I don't know, I, Jordan. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember if I caught the <laughs> yeah, game. This you week, know, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure if you watched it. I don't know if I was. Was I soaking wet in the game because I was in it? I don't know. Wouldn't know. But <laughs> what all a game. I know is we had a we had an intra podcast rivalry game. This oh yeah. Weekend, oh yeah. And uh, we talked about a lot of the post game show. If you haven't checked that out, check out our. Um, I uh, all I know is 
All I know is I owe Ryan, I owe Ryan a beer of his choice, and I'm still it's working be the most on expensive six pack. Yeah, he, he's he gonna find. pick like the. I'm the, working the, on something like super. I want like yeah, like a. Well, like you, a, you should. Something, this is something your absurd. Yeah. He's gonna don't, make don't, you gonna, drive to Vermont. Yeah, to yeah, get gonna, this. <laughs> all right, so really it's only available sh- Vermont. I'm gonna shoot my shot. Something fierce here. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on. I do want it to be like actually like findable. I don't want it to be like a, some insane thing that you can't literally get. Another option too is if if there's a time where we're hanging out, you can always just let me know and. We could meet up at this is true some spot not Lincoln a bad Lizards, not a bad yeah Lizardville or something I will I will work Lizardville on. is I'll, probably a good option yeah because I'm not sure what kind of beer uh, yeah we'll figure that out we'll we'll pick a spot and we'll go uh, we'll go shopping together you always know <laughs> you, <I'm>, you. <laughs> um, well anyway uh, actually kind of the 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 thing I wanted to start off with was so Jordan actually went to the game and. Yeah. None of us have been to a game in the COVID era yet, yeah. so I kind of wanted to ask oh, you, yeah. Jordan, like, what was your experience so, going to a game? So I'm glad I went to that Steelers uh, Browns game last year because that gave me a. a so you knew what a like a legit yeah, Browns like a game, real game. Browns game. Yeah. So compared so, to that, it wasn't even remote. I, t- I took him. I took him to uh, Steelers Browns game, like the Miles Garrett awesome. game last yeah. year. Oh man, and we were in yeah. the second we in row the in the dog pound. pound. Yeah, yeah, that's intense. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was um, fun. So it wasn't anything like that. That was your first time in the. That was my first Browns game I've ever been to. Oh yeah, my last god! Year, they yeah. threw you to the wolves. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, fun that was, one. It was a good, it yeah. was a good experience. That was. I mean, it wasn't even close to that. You know, um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It really did feel like a preseason game, um, or the last two minutes of a blowout for the whole game. Mm-hmm. However, that being said. The fans were pretty good. I mean, you you still heard fans. It, it was it was you know what I'm saying like you heard them, mm-hmm. and like when a, when the Browns would do something good or bad, you'd hear them react to that. Um, it was just weird because in between that, it was just like silent. Like you didn't hear yeah. the usual. You know that like ah like the the, yeah. the, the oh, noise the, the din the of ambient the, yeah. noise. Yeah, you didn't really hear that. Um, it was windy and it wasn't really raining once the game started, but it was just crazy wind the whole time. That actually didn't bother me. I don't know. It's just we had decent seats. We were uh, the very bottom row of the top row, so it looked like you were watching on TV. Like that's what the view looked like. So it was fun. It was weird, you know. I mean, you had to wear your mask. They were pretty strict about it. Like the guards would be like, because you know we got some beer and stuff, and and they would be like, hey, I know you're drinking beer. But literally, when you're done sipping, please cover your mouth up again. We're like, all right, just, yeah, whatever you say, guys. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna be like those people. But uh, and there, and I understand it because it kind of defeats the purpose if you're masked up and but you don't have your mask on because you're drinking a beer. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I had a lot of fun. The game was really boring, but it was fun. We made it fun. You know, I was with. Uh, Teresa, she's from. I found my it fun on TV. <laughs> I was with Teresa, my girlfriend. She's from Cleveland. Uh, we were friends, yeah. George and Taylor, who are Cleveland Browns fans. So we were the whole time. Uh, you know, yeah. it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I think I did go to Rockets Cavs, and I think that was this year in January. Okay. I think, but this is either the first or the second or the only one of two games I've been to all year, which is very abnormal for me. Mm-hmm. I usually go to a lot of events, as many right. as I can afford. Yeah. Right, right. One, uh, just to, if I could chime in here, I went sure. to the game earlier in the year. I think it was the Colts. Um, another big win. Yeah, another big dub. Important. Too. But uh, 
no lines to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Kind of a positive. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Walk right up yeah. at halftime, yeah. get a nice tall I beer. Imagine, I, can imagine, is... I can imagine parking wasn't a giant headache. Oh, roll no. right up. Uh, there was <laughs> no, no, I mean, there was getting, no tailgating. But... Getting in the stadium wasn't yeah. a problem. The, yeah. the bathrooms getting were Getting in nothing. and out of the stadium. There are some. you got to find the positives. I went to the bathroom. I think at the end of halftime, and I kid you not, there was not, there was maybe one other person in the bathroom. Yeah, that's, like, na- I mean, I it's usually a madhouse, yeah. yeah so. Oh, getting beer was easy. Yeah, it right. nothing. And then we went to Winking Lizard after, and just like, it was full, but not like it would be normally I mean, after like a normal game. post game. Yeah. East yeah. Ninth by the Galleria. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah. I want to go to a game so bad. Yeah, I want There's it so still bad. some time. Honestly, go, the tickets. He wants, yeah. he wants to go see the eggplant. The tickets are oddly you affordable know, for yeah. what they are. What? I mean. <laughs> so. Do uh-oh. I want to know? No, I'm a little nervous just, here. So I, our <laughs> Nick Chubb, right? Ah, uh, okay. Where this is all right. Yeah. So I see I was, where this is. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan does all of our game day tweeting on our Twitter account <laughs> okay. like in game. Like if you see a tweet during a Browns game, yeah, it's from it's him. You. Right, I, w- I was somewhere know. between one and 12 Michelob Ultra yeah, deep. Yeah, right, and right. I, Naturally. And I just on the tweeted, couch out there. Well, yeah, and Nick <laughs> Chubb r- just did something ridiculous and awesome, and I just tweeted a bunch of the eggplant emoji because <laughs> Chubb. So, yeah. so he, t- he went yeah. from Nick Chubb to Nicholas eggplant emoji. So like now it's just kind of it's kind of taken off. You should get Customized like eggplant yeah, jersey. Like eggplant, like, yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna get a T-shirt yeah. made, which is a giant eggplant. Emoji. Yeah, right. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll send one to him. Yeah, there you go. So, I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Yeah, I'm sure that he loves that. That's like the thing that people are using yeah. uh, for him there. But yeah. <laughs> so we we talked about it a lot on the post game show, and uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll spare Jordan the. Uh, no, throw it at me. Let's go. Well, I, guys, I know you guys are dying. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. I tell you go, what. Go, well, here's go. the thing, though. Well, no, not even like. Trust me, as much as fun as it would be to pile on, it was. You said it. It was kind of an ugly and sort of boring game. Like mm-hmm. it. Very it, much so. It felt yeah. like we were losing the whole game because honestly, we should have been. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Romeo Cornell making a couple boneheaded decisions, that game or, is. Or that like fourth and one. Yeah. Play, it, the whole thing. That? And, like, uh, and was, Stefanski yeah. kind of punking. Um, punking Romeo into using a timeout. Yeah. Uh, stuff in the like second that. Half, you know, just, I mean, the end of the game was close. Yeah. But I mean, on paper. I mean, it could have been worse. We could have. I mean, Nick Chubb did the, in, well, in my opinion, did a smart thing. I, by just I know some people were totally. upset about that because he ruined they, they the. Uh, well, if you bet on the Browns or, no, yeah, and you had well, him in fantasy, you were no, pissed. He also ruined the spread. Which right. Yeah. Here in the spread. Yeah. I mean, heck, Dan and we I, pick. Well, we all three pick, of us. Dan. Yeah, we we pick games against the spread every week for the post game show, and we we had the Browns minus three and a half, and the Browns won by three. And yeah. if Nick Chubb scores that touchdown, we would have won that game. But I tell you what, we didn't put any money on we, it. We we've blown bigger leads in similar amounts of time. So I, frankly, I, I love that he did that. Yeah. yeah, I'll say this too. Everything I thought was going to happen didn't happen. Like I thought our run defense, Texans run defense, was going to be the worst thing ever, and it it wasn't played the worst. really, especially in the like, first half, played really well. <laughs> and really then well. I. Fully expected Deshaun to put up with stupid numbers. Whether him and his, you know the receivers or what, I expected twenty-one point, maybe two, three touchdowns. Yeah, the weather, to the that, weather. I, I understand that, but my goodness, seven. That's really all you can muster. The weather just wouldn't allow. Like literally, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yesterday, so yesterday, Kevin Stefanski said yeah. literally there were there was a good amount of time during that game where we just could not call a passing play. Oh, I know, just, and and you could see just, that it wouldn't allow the way Houston was playing there. But it, like what I'm saying is everything we thought was going to happen didn't, and a lot of it was weather related. But um, yeah, weird game. But you know, 
I owe Ryan a beer. It happens. So. It yeah. Happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I guess, like, like, for you guys, I would say for a team that's not any good, you're probably in the best situation because you know yeah. you have the quarterback. That's, sure. that's what it is. And you have him under yeah. contract. Yeah. Like, but, man, if you take Deshaun Watson off that team. Oh, they, they'd, oh be, they'd be like Jets yeah. or worse than the Jets. Yeah. Probably. Well, and I it's rough, too, because Jets, and, we've, and we've talked about it. It's also you're in a rough spot because you don't have your own top picks for a while no. now because of the that, trades. That, that it's going to have to be – it's going to have to be – Okay. They're gonna have to be clever. You you know. might know this, and I don't know anything about building a football team. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking to even be like a smartass about this. Are you hearing anything about Deshaun wanting out? Like I know he signed that I'm deal, not. but I gotta imagine he's in a tough spot. I would be. I would. I would, I would, I would imagine. I would be. I would imagine if it's like two more seasons of this mm-hmm. that talk might happen like because has... you got to think we we paid him that's essentially right. what he wanted right. and like he's well aware i'm sure he's not a dummy and understands that you're gonna have rough patches and and i don't know i don't well, know and, that and, i, I, and I everybody, wouldn't even know. everybody he has so much leverage over the organization yeah. right now because yeah. like everybody's gone so it's yeah. like yeah. when they go to hire the new gm when they go to hire the new coach they're gonna have to like run it by deshaun and be like mm-hmm. hey what like we're not gonna. Obviously, it, it's the it's this isn't the NBA where LeBron like is the GM whatever. But like for Deshaun, it's like he's not going to pick the coach, but he'll have a but, say. But but uh, they're gonna come to him and be like, here, here's yeah. what we're thinking. Are you okay with this? I I have to be to answer your question. I have not heard any rumors that that's gotcha. a thing. I have heard like I would be hard he has to believe, yeah, right. like Will Fuller when they were shopping him, he openly was like. Don't do that. Like he, he they asked him, and <laughs> right. he was like, "Well, because they already traded his, Deshaun or uh, well, DeAndre." Yeah, well, yeah, Bill yeah. O'Brien. Uh, they, well, <laughs> they, he, uh, Deshaun responded. I think word for word, if I remember, he was like, "Yeah, that would have made my life hell." And like, so like he was making it pretty clear, like, "Don't yeah. do that." So well, yeah. one of the reasons I bring it up, and this is part of, and uh, I. I might need to take a, a, a sabbatical from Twitter because doing the Twitter for live, live tweeting every week is exhausting. Part of the, so the you con- asked for it. I know part of the back and forth that I'm always seeing is is Baker the guy? Yes or no? And we don't oh, need to go down that oh, rabbit hole. But yeah, one of the things, the whole episode. No, no, no. All right. But one of the things I was seeing a lot of is, oh, can you imagine if the Browns traded for Deshaun, what this team would look like? And I was like, pause. Do you have any idea what kind of asset we'd be giving them? We'd be well, giving. Our, well, here's the our, problem: is we yeah. could have just. You could have just drafted card him. to the to the draft right. table and taken Deshaun Watson. <laughs> hey, you don't have to remind me. I know. <laughs> yeah. okay. We could have had Garrett and Deshaun in the we same draft. Yeah, we yeah. could have had a lot of things. Jordan, <laughs> this is what well, we that, do at Cleveland. I, mean, <laughs> I, I never understood why nobody else wanted Deshaun. I'm just, I don't, that, I bring I don't, that up because no. like nobody would have guessed Mahomes. Don't tell me anyone. No. Like, Agreed. That's ridiculous. Everyone that's always stupid. acts like they knew. If I'm I like, hear you anyone talk about Mahomes, get out of here. What's funny is the former Browns GM knew about Patrick Mahomes, but nobody else did. Well, I mean, well, he was a good. He's a talented dude. For in many yeah. ways, but um, never but yeah, beat I, never I, beat West Virginia. I just gotta throw that yeah. in there. <laughs> never beat West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. to answer your question, like I, that's why I get I bring that up mm-hmm. and I give y'all shit sometimes because I'm like, could have had him. Kind of thought he was always gonna be good. Like right. me and my dad freaked out when we got that when we mm-hmm. picked him up like that year. But yeah, you guys I mean, got many, you guys you got always... you guys got him trading with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always play the what if game, uh, but I, I, you know, I, yeah. you would have to. Trade Spe- a hell speaking of a lot of, spe- of assets for him. Speaking though. of which, though, the 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 Baker trolls shut the hell up. Just stop. I, I, we're six he's and, doing his part. I'll we're give him six that. and we're three. S- shut the hell up. Yeah, we're not yeah. three and six. This isn't the off season. 
shot. The, I had to listen to an ESPN station in this uh. city talk about whether, oh, oh, is Baker the guy? Is he the franchise quarterback? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a sh- you know when I say Damn. to answer your question, you, you 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 pay attention to that if y'all make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs because of his stuff, or you make it and he just doesn't show up, or maybe it's two years of that and it's still that's when you have that conversation. Right now you're six and three. I, I don't. There's nothing to be have the conversation totally in the off season. Not talk, cause, don't talk cause about Baker. It now. Baker could have. Goof, not, goofed around right. and threw interceptions in the game, but he knew not games. to do that. It was so. a literal like tornado out there. Like it was. Like, oh, it was, it was insane. Yeah. there was yeah. times where I legitimately because we were right over the edge and we were like hanging over. Sometimes you know, I I was like, man, we gotta be careful that we don't get like <laughs> yeah. blown off. Yeah. Well, and the uh, one more thing Curtains on Baker for old Jordan is yeah. we, we've talked about this at length, and I'm sure you've probably either heard or even said similar things, uh, Sean. Is that yeah. he's on his like. He's had nothing but coaching and fourth offensive coach, coordinator yeah. regime change fourth after offense, change after third change. offensive coordinator in in two and a half years. And oh, by the way, with Stefanski and this whole new organization, no no real offseason. Like, let's pump the brakes. I understand there are big implications. We need to decide are we picking up the fifth year option or not. I understand that there are big question marks that are out there, but you, you can't assess off of right. partial seasons right. with 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 the pandemic going on and blah blah blah. So at any rate, yeah, the, Jordan. The, the only reason I brought like it up even, was I hear the Deshaun talk yeah, every like, once in a while. Yeah, I, I like, don't. I, I I I was hearing that pre-contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now even that he had the contract, I I. I Shocking, like Dan said, I would be blown away if yeah. some if they're shopping Deshaun. I, I, what do you shop? Why would well, you? Well, they do, well they like, would never shop Deshaun. Well, it, it would no, be it would be a situation where happened. he'd be like, yeah. "Get me the hell yeah. out of here." I, I would be blown. Kinda, away. I, I think kinda, he, not not to not to not to open wounds that were probably open today, but kind of like what James Harden's doing right now with the. Rockets. But Harden makes sense because Harden makes sense. I mean, he's given eight years to the organization. Mm-hmm. Sure. We've traded every last asset we could to try to build a team. I, I don't yeah. blame him at this point. Well, hey, you know, uh, Trevor Reese is going to be a rocket again. I think that was a. <laughs> I think that was that has. You would probably know more about that. Has to be some sort of a. They're uh, probably using like a numbers a move, bargaining yeah. chip or something. I don't. Well, know. they so they. There's they no traded, way they're like, yeah, we want well, Ariza again. Too. Well, they <laughs> took Ariza's contract in order to get the the first round pick from, they, they, from, the, they, from yeah, Portland. They, yeah. So they yeah. they traded coming and so. And this might be a and I, you know, this isn't. We're indulging Jordan because he's from Houston. This isn't no, a we don't Houston sports broadcast, this, but but it's like when when I saw that you know we'd already knew about the rumors of Westbrook and Harden. Like oh yeah, Westbrook first, and then like the last like twenty four hours or so. Oh, that was a bomb because like the Harden, but yeah, like uh, Robert Covington was really good for the Rockets last year. Yeah, it was pretty so. Solid. Like if, and they if wanted him desperately. If they're already yeah. being like, "All right, let's let's yeah. trade Covington and let's get some draft," uh, yeah. uh, uh, like that to me that that screams they're about to blow the whole thing up. Yeah, and that uh, draft pick they got from the Blazers is weirdly enough tied to the Blazers not needing to use it. There's some condition thing, like yeah. they have to be good for yeah. us to use it. Yeah, and if that is the case, it's like a really good pick apparently. But yeah. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's anyway, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, the whole like the whole Baker thing, like just stop, please. Mm-hmm. You guys have mm-hmm. nothing to t- like if it's if the Browns aren't having the terrible season, it's it's like the sports media in this town has nothing to talk about. So it's like, oh, let's oh my God, Baker didn't throw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns and fifty eight mile an hour wins. Like, oh my God, let's talk about whether mm-hmm. he's the future or not. Like, yeah. shut the hell up. We're six yeah. and three. Silly. We're not three and six. This isn't the off season. Like people talk about. 
like you mentioned it, about picking up the fifth-year option. The Browns can't say yes or no yet about the fifth-year option. We literally can't do it yet. Yeah. They can't do it. Well, and I tell you, so it's interesting. Here we can move into uh, – our, uh, this week coming up, it's this is the the battle of the quarterbacks that are much uh, discussed about Carson Wentz yeah. and uh, Baker Mayfield seem to be two Carson of the Wentz. most yeah two of the most uh, highly criticized right. and and discussed quarterbacks. And again, I'm not saying w- without some kind of merit, um, but uh, we got the Eagles coming to town. The division leading three five and one Eagles, <laughs> which is still absolutely hilarious to me. The Giants uh, of all teams just beat them, and uh, they're still in first place at three, five, and one. Um, if there was ever a strip sack party, this should be it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Carson Wentz puts the ball on the turf more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Miles Garrett loves to strip the ball from the quarterback. And I got to do a little bit more homework, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the Eagles' offensive line is a little bit banged up. They lost it, either Kelsey Trash. or Peters. Yeah, I one of the did two. You, did yeah. you, by the way, did you hear Doug Peterson do a radio hit this week in Philadelphia? Oh God, no! So I guess uh, the radio station like serves them right for being jackasses, but they did some poll and they announced it like as he was on hold waiting to come to do his radio hit, like his contractual radio hit that coaches do, like whatever. And it was something about like who do you blame for like the Eagles like sucking or whatever, and like eighty two percent had like the coaching. Right. So he comes on the air. He's like, "Hey, thanks for that introduction." <laughs> uh, yeah. He, go, he, go, he literally goes, "Do you want me to hang up now?" Yeah. Or, <laughs> like, like by like by literally, he he said he's like by by me picking up the phone, you guys calling, I'm fulfilling my contractual obligation. So, wow. I'm I I just want to hang up right now. Yeah. And then they got you know the the radio host is backpedaling, be like, "Oh, you know, sorry, like." You know, we didn't. It was it was all in good fun, blah blah blah. And he's like, oh, "This isn't fun. like we're three and five right now. This isn't good fun. Like I'm pissed off. Like, yeah. You know, he yeah. starts talking. about I love how he answered that honestly. You know, you what I mean? like, no, I didn't. Just okay. hearing through yeah. you, he's I, like, I love yeah, that. He literally said, yeah. he's like, do you want me to hang up now? Right. Like, or? I'm literally just fulfilling my obligation, and I'm yeah. getting the hell out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so You're I don't right, get fired. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love when athletes and coaches, and I mean, heck, even like politicians and famous folks i just i like when they don't give the cliche answer it's supposed to give like when you just get real because it's like everybody knows (laughs) like how often do you see like a post game and you hear like wow we didn't protect the ball we didn't take care we got to work we got to look at the tape and we got to work harder like no everybody knows that everybody says that i love when they give like a really real answer it's just so damn refreshing and unfortunately it usually comes when someone's really pissed because things aren't going well (laughs) right but it it is it's still (laughs) my favorite of that will always be uh richard sherman just screaming oh Oh yeah, Crabtree. Michael Crabtree's a sorry receiver. I don't know. I love the Bart Scott. uh, He's like, when you come at, you come at, you come at the best with somebody that's sorry. That's what you gonna get. And then what's her name? She was just like. Uh, okay, uh, Aaron Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. You try me with a sorry receiver, or, um, like Crabtree. That's what you yeah. gonna get. So speaking, DeAndre Hopkins was a couple years ago on Hard Knocks, and one of the it was they were doing an inter squad uh, practice with the Cardinals, and one of the coaches comes up and he's like, you know, I just want you to know, like, you're the best, you're the best in the game right now. You're the, you're the best receiver in the league, and he's like, I know. Just straight up, oh, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I know. That's a and, very hot. And granted, like, response. I mean, it wasn't in front of like full full media, but he knew he was. Or do you remember up. when Deshaun used to do those like really nerdy explanations like yeah. they would ask him a game which most quarterbacks would just be like blah 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 and he was like well in the whatever whatever six seven eight 
you know, offense. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, no. And he was like, that was the point, whole... though. He's yeah, probably yeah. trolling everyone. Like, yeah, you don't know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. That's yeah. awesome. So, uh, so anyways, well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we got uh, Eagles coming to town. Real quick, we'll go around real fast. We don't have to belabor this one much longer. I think the Browns can win this game. Um, it, if we lose it, I wouldn't be Who's blown home away. Or away? Uh, it's Browns. here in Cleveland, yeah. Can or okay. should? I would like you to readjust your wording there. I think we can win this game. I don't know if we should. I would call this an honest toss-up. Like if oh, you if you shit. if you told me that we would lose this game, here he game, goes back again. Yeah. last week you were so confident the Browns are going to beat the Texans. I was putting on because I needed a shit talk. I needed I needed a. I had to puff my chest every, up a little every bit. Every week he's like, oh, I'm man. usually like the negative Nancy because I just because oh, here's man. the thing I'm I'm not Eagles. I am 30 uh, years old. I don't know anything but losing from an outside perspective. There's still questions with the Browns. I mean, yeah, but I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but they put up 10 points. Here's the thing. Though Car- you're right, in, there are so many. Yeah, yeah, the weather was wins. bad. The weather's bad. The there bad. are so many reasons to distrust Carson Wentz, and I, I agree with you. He turns the ball over way too much, Carson and Wentz. Like, yeah, all of Wentz. these things are valid. But Wentz. at the end of the day, Makes he also watch him play. <laughs> when he, he also has ACL. the ability to really he can he can light it up well enough that our. I mean, you're not people don't understand how bad our defense really truly is. Like the line is not. I'm not talking about the the front line. Yeah. I'm talking about our secondary. Hey man, we held the Michael Jordan of football to <sighs> seven points. This yeah, week. I'm like fourth on uh, the depth chart at wide receiver Dan. for Houston. And hurricane like wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. The winds don't play just for Cleveland. <laughs> like that. supposedly, well, supposedly it's going to be rainy and windy again. It's on supposed Sunday. to be ugly again. That, that is might true. be in your favor though. Uh, yeah. Right. No, oh, what, what does Wentz do? Is he, I honestly well, don't that, know. Anything it's not. About it's him. not just Wentz. Like the Eagles are better at running the football than the Texans. Well, I mean that's not saying much. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Um, I, like twenty five other teams are, but you know. yeah, they're. I mean, they're better. But I know. And listen, I know. Well, I, I the hedge running, a lot. Have, the running but, game isn't necessarily your weak point, though, is it? Like no, the, that's, the defense. No, that's, the what, defense. That, no yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, like if the weather's going to be bad again, that's going to highlight both teams' running games. And the reason why that the Browns beat the Texans, both quarterbacks, like on Sunday, had like marginal games. Like they were, they canceled each other out. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like. Yeah, like you said, Texans surprisingly played well against the run in the beginning, but the Browns just like pounded away at them and yeah. wore them down in the fourth quarter. The Browns had 150 yards rushing in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, I mean Duke Johnson finished the game with like 54 yards of rushing, and, yeah. and, and Deshaun had a couple yards yeah. of his own. Like it's just the after, run game after was, turning Andrew Sandejo into a pancake. That was my favorite part yeah. though. Watching Sandejo get lit up was fantastic. Isn't it funny that. that like we like almost root for that? At oh, this 100%. Point. Like, dude, oh, I was I was delighting in it when it yeah. happened. I was like, he died, Creek died, and then like I look at Twitter and it was just like the entire thing was like, Ah, Sandejo got lit up. It was yeah. like, I'm scrolling for pages. It was just everyone trolling him. It's yeah. just, yeah. So, I don't know. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, you saw it. You, you retweeted it. What did he say? Oh, About, about yeah. God being the Browns yeah, OC. Yeah, God, God is the Browns OC the with the weather oh, coming yeah. in. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I do love that. So, uh, yeah. so are you saying I, I'm calling it. I'm calling pick. it a toss-up. If you made me pick, I say Browns can win. What is okay. the spread right now? What do you say? I feel pretty confident about the Brownies. I mean, now that we have Chubb back, Mm -hmm. if it does go to the run game, I don't – I mean, if you focus just on that, I don't see any NFL team being better than the Browns when it comes to just the run game. So Mm -hmm. if we're focused on that, I'll say Browns by 10. Uh, If the weather is like Dan said it was going to be – That's what it says now. We're still five days away, and weather is going to change. I – I feel like I feel like I feel Browns like the Browns. I feel like the Browns. The can, which, I feel like they can beat the Eagles. Yeah, 
I'm going to say they're going to beat the If the Eagles. Browns don't beat the Eagles, we're not going to the playoffs. I'm sorry. The, Eagle, I'm so, the Eagles yeah. stink. They stink. They're they bad. are terrible. Yeah. 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 Carson, they're, they're, you know, Carson Wentz more, turns like, the ball over more than any yeah. NFL quarterback yeah. in the league. I, and I you have Miles Garrett on the other side with a subpar offensive line. If Miles Garrett doesn't get at least one strip sack, I think they'll. I think trouble. they'll be interception. Well, maybe not interception, but they'll be fumbles. They'll be fumbles. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's going to. All right, Miles I, I, I'm, going betting, to make I'm betting. I'm betting Browns. I'm betting Browns win in a shaky, close fourth quarter. Uh, they probably win by one touchdown. And here's that. the thing, like we, you know, we we just got done talking about Baker and all this, and all you know, people trying to dissect his game, you know, while we're winning and stuff. Like, I think Kevin Stefanski knows how to manage Baker right now as he continues to develop him in the system. So, like at the beginning of the year, you know, like when we played Baltimore and we played, yeah, Baker made some of those mistakes that were reminiscent of last year when it was just a chaotic mess with Freddie Kitchens. But I think at this point. Yeah, you know, f- few and far between are you going to see the games like against the Bengals where he throws for 350 and five touchdowns. But I think we're to the point, at least, you know, knock on wood, where Baker's not going to have those games where he throws two to three interceptions. I think I think Stefanski's in a groove with him now where it's like, okay, we're going to make sure Baker doesn't make the big mistake and we're going to lean on the running game. And I just – if the Browns are able to do that – and I don't know what happened against the Raiders, by the way. That's like the anomaly. That was not, not being able to control the ball at the run. Maybe it's because we still didn't have Nick Chubb back. But Wyatt Teller now is that, a big loss. Right. Now yeah. that we have Chubb back, we have Kareem Hunt, Wyatt Teller's back, who's grading out as the best offensive lineman in football. The Browns are just going to continue to grind out these wins. And I just don't see a way – for the Eagles to beat the Browns unless the Browns put the ball on the turf or start throwing interceptions all over the place. that I, I If you go straight up Browns against the Eagles, I don't think the Eagles can beat the Browns. So it's going to take one of those games from Baker where he just disregards what the coaching staff asks him and he just starts chucking the ball over the field. I hear you. Everything you said I, I definitely makes sense, but you just mentioned we're a three-point favorite, and the home team usually gets three points. So, I mean, Vegas says this is literally a toss-up. and that's, that's Yeah, but that, the, the three-point thing is a little bit different this year because there really is no home field advantage. Uh, yeah. If you, look, if you look at NFL games this year, more road teams have actually won than, than I, don't, I, don't really. think, I don't think it being a well, toss-up is a crazy uh, assessment of what's probably going to happen yeah. in the game, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be like one of those games where who's quarterback. You're right. Like the 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 stra- like the the crux of it for both teams is going to be who which quarterback's going to make the fatal error or more of them. Yeah, and, and right now I put that more on Carson Wentz yeah. than than Baker. I just I I I don't think that uh the coaching's I, let me put it this way. With the way that the that Doug Peterson and the Eagles have been coaching this year, I I think it's a much greater probability that Carson Wentz will be put in a position to make those mistakes rather than Baker. And I don't think that the Eagles can stop our running game. So I, I don't think Baker's going to be put in those positions to be able to make those mistakes. Yeah. Well, and like you said, if the weather is ugly, like it's yeah. like it's forecasting right now, that's only going to play into the run game. So Right. If, if yeah. we're totally healthy on offense, nobody in the NFL can stop Nick Chubb. I agree yeah. completely, and S- especially if the weather's bad. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you put Kareem Hunt back into his his role. Like oh he, he did, he did an adequate job while Nick Chubb was out. He wasn't great, but you put him back. I mean, you saw him against the Texans, like when he was brought in to to spell Nick Chubb. I mean, both of the guys had over 100 yards rushing. It's fantastic. Like the Browns will not lose if Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both rush for 100 yards. Mm. Yeah, it won't happen. I'm yeah. not saying it's a guarantee. It's going to happen every week. You know, we don't know, but. 
I'm fairly confident that the Browns are going to win, and <laughs> unlike the last couple weeks, I think they're going to cover. So. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a touchdown game. I think I, I said that on the postgame show on Sunday. I think it's a touchdown game for the Browns. I think they're just going to get out to a they're going to get out to a little bit of a lead and they're just going to run, run the ball down their throat. So, there we go. All righty. That's it. Uh the draft is tomorrow or today if you're listening depending on when you're listening to it. Uh the NBA draft. Cavs have the 5th pick and uh they have some options. But this is a very uh uncertain draft at the top. There's there's not that Number like a lot of people are saying Lamelo Ball is going to go number one. I'm not convinced. Um, I will never be convinced of any of the Ball brothers personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, I, it's very, it's very, it's very interesting in the draft at the top because you just don't. There's not that one guy. There's not the Kyrie. There's not the uh, who went number one last year. Oh. Um. Barrett, right? Or no. Nope. Nope. Who? Zion. Nope. Oh, Zion. I'm an idiot. Zion. (laughs) Oh, you're thinking RJ Barrett. He also did not go number one. Nope. Um my boy John Morant went too. Like Zion or or like there's there's not a John Morant either. I mean there there's no like there's potential in this draft. There's no certain thing. So for the Cavs drafting at five, although I mean, watch this draft be, be one of those drafts where like ten NBA legends could come be. out of it. You know how I mean, like what, what was that one that had like Kawhi, um, Demar uh, Kawhi, Derozan? Kawhi was like, in the Kyrie draft. That one, okay. Well, people yeah. probably thought the, Kyrie you know, the was. Cav- the Cavs could have had uh, Kyrie and Kawhi in the same draft. That's insane. Um, yeah. That's insane. They ended up drafting uh, Kyrie and Tristan Thompson, but uh, Kawhi went 15th in that draft. Uh, Giannis's draft, he went 15th. That, I don't understand. To this day, I will never. I mean, he's that. he was he was a complete anomaly. Like, yeah, but you man. watch him, like like you watch him his like rookie year, and we think Kevin Durant's skinny guy, right? Right. I mean, Giannis was. <laughs> what was KD? Was he one? KD was two. Greg Oden was one. Oh my! Oh God. no way! What? Yeah, talk. Oh. Hey, hey. Speaking of uh. which, talking about all, like, how about some of the all-time NBA uh, draft busts of all time? Greg Oden. My goodness, uh, he's got to be up. There. I felt bad for him though, wasn't it? He was a lot of injury issues. Oh right? yeah, his yeah. knees were yeah non-existent. They like, right. didn't exist. Yeah. But he never would have had the career that that. Uh, oh no, no. Yeah, yo, goodness, even no. even if healthy, the right. game changed too much. Right. What about uh, uh, my favorite Darko Milicic? Oh boy, yeah. I can't. I'll never that get was over that. that was I've never. Draft. I've. Ne- it's almost as How if it was be, an elaborate. And that's, and that's Joe Dumars did that. Right. Who's who's a who's who like built who was built had been built a building cha- a championship right. team right. like uh, it. Oh my god. He built a championship. I'm sorry. If I, he just doesn't make that how mistake, can you... and he takes Carmelo instead of Darko, oh the Pistons goodness. have a dynasty. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever seen. Um, it was almost as if it was an elaborate trick that, like, <laughs> he was involved in. Like, I've never seen such an incompetent NBA player in my life. Like, he he never did anything. No, like ever. Like, I'm pretty sure he lives like on a goat farm. No, he Boston literally does. Yeah. And honestly, in all seriousness, good for him. It sounds yeah, like sure. he's doing good now. He's but got like, millions in the bank. Yeah, he, you know. Yeah, uh, he who's had like a, a five six year NBA career? Yeah, I made like thirty he million dollars. Probably made more than most of us. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up while we're talking. How much he made? <laughs> he made more in his rookie year than yeah. all five of us will make. Oh, in our ever? Lifetimes. Yeah, ever? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, uh, who's another? Anthony Bennett. That's another. Oh, really? I, you, that was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I just remembered right, that Sam one. Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Bowie. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the problem was like Sam Bowie, like he was bad. He wasn't like the fact he he became the draft bus he was just because he was in the Michael Jordan draft. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the Houston Rockets could have Michael Jordan. But isn't it weird how they didn't pick him, but not many people are like too weirded out by that because Akeem was such a monster. Like, True. It's so yeah. weird that to well, think. Did they take Akeem in that draft? Yeah, they, that's why they didn't get Michael Jordan because they picked. Akeem. Who picks it? Oh, Portland picked Sam Bowie. Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was Houston the Akeem draft. Akeem yeah. two, right? Because Jordan was three. Yeah, but we could have had Jordan. Right. But no one in their right mind would have been like. But Akeem ended Akeem. up winning two titles. Yeah, yeah and Akeem right. is a legend. For whatever I mean, reason, yeah, yeah. I thought Sam Bowie was drafted by the Rockets. No, no, he, no. he went to Portland. He, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so this is insane. This makes me sad and sick. Milicic earned $53 million oh, yeah. in his career. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was that much. Oh, I had yeah. no idea it was that Whatever much. Whatever country in Europe he's living in, he could probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> he averaged six points and I mean, four point two rebounds. In he's his probably career. he's probably living in whatever's left of Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. Where is he from? <laughs> Serbia, right? Serbia, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's in Serbia. I don't know. That's Shout out Sasha Pavlovic. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I don't know where he's at right now, but um yeah, I don't uh it's gonna be interesting. I, I think the Cavs are gonna one of two ways, um, if both of those players are there. Uh, if Lamelo Ball is still there at five, all bets are off. Uh, I know the Cavs like him. So I don't think he gets the five though. The I, way everyone else is talking, right? right. He probably doesn't. Um, I, I've heard a lot of rumors that Michael Jordan loves him, and and the Hornets want to trade up and draft him. Well, yeah, because the Hornets have been fantastic under Michael Jordan. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know, I, for as much banter as we do on here about who's the goat in terms of basketball, yeah, Michael no Jordan is very much doing. in terms yeah. of in terms of ownership. He is very. I got drafted Kwame Brown. Yeah, he is not oh, another draft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just know him from Stephen A. The Kwame Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only oh, reason I know that Kwame. How about <laughs> Hashim the Beat? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about the, my opinion, the greatest draft bust of all time? In NBA? Uh, yeah. Michael Olua Candy. I don't even know who that is. Went to the L.A. Clippers. He was a center. Everybody said he was like the next Shaq. Wow. And yeah. Yet, wow. Awful. I mean, I don't, I don't know if him or it, I, I, I refuse to say Anthony Bennett's the bigger draft bust because the Cavs took him, and I don't want to be embarrassed. How about, he has Anthony be. Bennett was so bad. <laughs> yeah, but, that was pretty bad. But that draft, that draft sucked. Like yeah. the best player in that draft is Victor Oladipo. He is. Um, he is. But how but, about but usually? Usually in a draft class, there's one Hall of Fame player. Victor Oladipo is not making. How Hall about of Fame. Johnny Flynn getting picked six overall, ahead right of, ahead, ahead of, of Steph, Steph Curry. Curry? Oh God. The Chicago Bulls took Jay Williams at number two in yep. 2002. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah. Wow. He That's actually bad. wasn't. He actually wasn't a bad player. He, he had the motorcycle, the motorcycle accident. That, yep. Yep. That killed his career. That's actually sad. Oh, like, yeah, that's just for sad. sure. I can't even make fun of that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of draft busts. I mean, that the NBA draft is such a crapshoot, man. It's just it's unreal. That's why when you're not able to get one of the top three picks in any draft, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Especially so. you look at the Cavs. The Cavs have had I think tied for the best odds to get the number one pick, and they end up fifth. Yeah, we had the second best. Was the, we had the second worst record in the league. We we're tied with the with the Warriors to get the yeah. the. Which, by the way, screw those guys, man. <laughs> They're gonna get the second pick in the draft, probably trade it for God knows who, and end up in the NBA Finals again because Steph right. and Clay are now healthy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Adam Morrison. 
Oh. Third overall by the Bobcats oh, in no. six. Oh, played man. only He only played four I'd grow a seasons. better mustache than that guy. <laughs> yeah. Sean Bradley. Oh, Sean, Sean Bradley actually had... Yeah, he was. He, I mean, I, he at I least would, had a notable NBA. I, yeah, it's a bust because he was he was number two. That's yeah. a bust, but, um, so, but he was something. Yeah. So of the of the available players, the two most likely, I think, just by doing some research, is Obi Toppin, who's the power forward uh, from Dayton, and uh, Denny Avdia, who's the uh, international player from uh, I almost said Australia from Israel, and uh, I got to be honest, I. <laughs> I don't know. I sure draft one of the two. I don't care. Like it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would love for James Wiseman to fall to us at five. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Obi Toppin. That's who I want at five. If he's there, take him. I'm good. Six nine, two twenty, crazy athletic, can handle the ball, can shoot three. Uh, he can't play defense, so he'll fit right in with the Cavs. Um, but uh, that's who I'm rolling with. I don't know anything about <laughs> any of them. I you was know, soliciting I'll some feedback from a couple of my buddies, uh, Michael and Kyle and uh, Adam and Ian. Shout out all, all, all of you guys. Uh, I was frantically texting them earlier today. I was like, guys, I don't know a damn thing about this draft that I'm supposed to talk about on the podcast. And the names That's that kept... Right. <laughs> right, yeah. I, um, you know what it is for me? I, normally I get all my draft info and, and predictions from the tournament. And that didn't happen this yeah, year. Yeah, we didn't, didn't happen. It didn't happen yeah. this year. So I'm so out of the loop with the NBA draft. Yeah. The, the I'm na- going with, I, I like I like Obi's Obi Toppin's name, so I'm gonna go with Obi. Let's go yeah. with him. So I'll go, go with him too. Then yeah, yeah there we <laughs> so go. That sounds good. <laughs> so that name came up uh, in multiple places. Um, uh, one of my buddies mentioned Wiseman, who probably won't be there at five. If Wiseman's um, there, he's the guy for me. But I don't think he's gonna be there. So so who else did they say? Uh, Killian Hayes. Uh, yeah, isn't I mean, if you if you look down like the five to ten range, there's him, Devin Vassell from Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's Akuru oh, or Akuru. I was gonna Akuro. say he sent me this name and it looks like he threw his phone at the wall. It's <laughs> Onyeka Okonglu. Yeah, he went to USC. Yeah. Yeah, he he's he's a good player too. I just I, I don't know anything about him. I, yeah, I don't know. So it's, you're it's right. again, I, it's I, like I, Jordan Jordan hit the nail on the head without yeah. the tournament. Like all yeah, because that's, that's that really where guys make their 100%. names, and you're like, yo, this guy, and then everyone's like, hey, I think he'd fit in the NBA, and I blah, 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 and you're yeah. just, just whatever. You know. Yeah. So This is the world we live in. Yep. When is the draft against? Tomorrow? Tomorrow when, night. Tomorrow. So today, for those listening, tomorrow, tomorrow. night. Tomorrow. Tonight, or whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool, uh, go Cavs. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we don't draft another under six-foot point guard, because we have enough of those already. So luckily, there's not you know even if even if uh, Lamelo Ball falls to us, he's a point guard, but he's six seven, so he's not a small he's not a small guard. So um, hopefully it all works out. Hoping for the best. I'll be watching uh, just because it's sports, and you know you got to get as much sports as you can in this uh, pandemic time because you know who knows this time next week you could be totally shut down again. So um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Sean, we really appreciate you coming out yeah, with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. This was a blast. I, so I do want to throw one last little tidbit. Before do we it. Close. You find this interesting too. Yeah. As a beer lover. All right. Uh, Immigrant Sun Brewing, which was a is new that the Lakewood one? Up and coming brewery yep. in Lakewood. I was concerned for a while when the pandemic 
first began that they may have just called it quits. They actually said because of the pandemic, they just decided to wait. And they're oh. fine. They said they're fine, and they're looking forward to start. And they've resumed uh, construction. So you can see these pictures on Facebook. Um, cool. They're re oh, they're cool. remodeling Constantino's Market, where, where the the oh, place they took over. So okay. yeah. So yeah, nice. no, they're actually real excited. They already have nice. merch getting created. They're very they're very happy to announce. Recently, they said that they're. It's actually probably good for them. That yeah, I was they thinking the same. Open yeah. before the <laughs> right, pandemic hit, sure. so yeah. like they didn't probably a lot of their capital investment probably right. hadn't. They yeah, hadn't exactly. To, they hadn't really even had to. You know, they could literally do much. just yeah, like put yeah. like put the pause button. Hold. Like yeah. you, like you look at a place and and you went there last week, Blue Monkey in North Royalton. They opened, and then like two weeks happened. Yeah. Two weeks later, the pandemic hit and shut everything down. And you know, they're just you know, thank God they're they're still they're still open. But the, you know, I'm sure yeah. they're struggling. So yeah, I do think too not to get into these topics, but I think it's good news for small businesses and bars and restaurants that Dewine didn't reshut down them uh, today sure. in his announcements. I guess there's some weird curfew thing going on, but at least he didn't shut them I down. I mean, it's lit. Like again. We're not getting into it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. literally nothing changed other than the fact that before you were able to stay at a so bar like until 11, 11. Yeah, it's, now it's just like a hard cut, cut off at 10. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Any, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean, thanks for being on. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank um, you, guys. Yeah, if you ever a lot have, of fun. Yeah, if you ever have any yeah. other books or anything coming up with <laughs> sure. a company. Check out his book on Amazon, yeah, The Fine Line. Know. Check out his website, wellsportcle.com. Uh, yeah, yeah .com. perfect. .com. And then uh, you said Wellsport CLE on social media. Yeah, there you go. That's it. And cool. uh, check him out there. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. You guys yeah. are really good at this, so oh, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, uh, for us, um, like always, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, where you can get all of our embedded links to all of our episodes. And uh, yeah. We'll be back uh, Sunday at some point for a Browns postgame show. And then uh, next week, next Tuesday, for another episode of LOTL. So uh, for Ryan, Jordan, Jimmy, and uh, special guest Sean, uh, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Yeah.